Welcome, everybody, to the Servant Leadership Institute podcast. I'm Carol Malinsky, Director of Content and Curriculum with the Institute, and I have with me here today Mr. Art Barter, our founder and CEO, and he's in quite a mood today, so we think you're going to really enjoy this podcast. (laughs) Hi, hi, Carol. How are you doing? Good good to be in the studio. I'm good. We have been away for quite some time. We have, yep. So it's good to sit down again and have a conversation. It is, yeah. Looking forward to it. Especially a conversation about leadership. Our subject today was actually um, brought to our attention by one of our listeners, one of our podcast listeners, um, Tony Dottino in Florida. Hey, Tony, if you listen to this, this is for you. Hey, Tony. Thanks a lot for your questions and input. Yeah, and- thank you for the subject. And the subject that he brought up was how to get managers and frontline employees aligned with company goals through your communication plan. And the interesting thing about that and what really intrigued me about it was, Art, you've just written a book, Mm -hmm. The Art of Servant Leadership 2, and in that book you talk about communicating with your employees, creating that vision, those goals, a purpose, right. really, for your company. So um, I just thought this might be a perfect time to discuss Tony's topic because it's right along those lines of communicating to your employees. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the, the first <clears throat> thing we did at uh, uh, Datron back in 2005 was create and communicate. And we had bought a company that had been around for a while. It was started back in the 70s. And we bought it in uh, 2004, late 2004, and wanted to change culture. And so we had to recreate our purpose, Mm -hmm. recreate our values, and kind of set that in place. And, um, you know, that was an interesting exercise to go through. But then you have to start communicating and sharing that with people and uh, talking to it and getting it through the organization. And not just uh, put it up on the wall or, you know, send out an email or or a memo and... And you've got to get out and, and share things with people and, and talk to people and, and help them understand what it means and why you do what you do and et cetera. And, and as the CEO, I just kept talking about and communicating in, in all kinds of different ways. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because it is a big part of what leaders do is communicate where they're going, how they're going to get there. Uh, what the goals are going to be and and how they're going to get people aligned in the organization to those goals and um, you know I remember a time when we got got done in a year and we we looked at the goals and said we didn't meet very many goals but we worked really hard <laughs> we, we, we got a lot accomplished yeah and we challenged ourselves were we, were we working on the right things or were we just working on what we wanted to work on and I think one of the things we, we walked away from that exercise was learning that when you do have a purpose and, and that's supported with goals and you communicate through the organization is, you know, make sure you reward for accomplishing those goals and not just reward for busy work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always can say, hey, we're working hard. We're really working hard. Yeah. But we have to ask ourselves, okay, we, we set a purpose. We set something in place. We communicated it, set some goals. 
align the organization and go, okay, well, did we do what we say we're going to do? And if we don't hold ourselves accountable to it, all we're doing as a leader is, is yapping our jaws, and we don't want to be known as a yapping jaw leader. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe that's a new term, a yapping, <laughs> a yapping, yapping jaw, jaw leader. leader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, that approach, and it is a servant leader's approach, um, is just miles apart from, as you referenced, you know, working real hard, but not necessarily accomplishing what you should be accomplishing. There's a huge difference between those two types of companies. Well, there is. And, and um, the companies that are focused and have alignment uh, make sure that the goals are communicated from uh, all levels of the organization to, to everybody. Because if if you don't communicate where you're where you're headed, you know your purpose and why you do what you do, you have to communicate and define how you're going to get there, and and then you have to measure that, and that's where the goals come in. What what are we shooting to accomplish in the next twelve months if that's the time period that your company mm-hmm. uh, looks to every year, and um, those goals when they're aligned, everybody's working towards the same goals. And, you know, we hear in um, different types of companies, we hear the words like we're, this, this group is doing things in a silo mm-hmm. or they're doing things that are, are important to, to that department. Um, and that's when you end up with departments that may be performing well, but the organization is not performing well because things aren't in alignment. And, you know, Tony asked some great questions. How do you get people in alignment? Yeah. How do you do that? Um, and some of the things we did to help people understand who we were and why we did what we did was we, we spent a lot of time in uh, employee meetings. And I remember that um, we, we had some, some challenging years and some tough times, and I, I would commit myself to go to an all-hands meeting. We, we hold those every quarter. And I would say, I'm not going to set a time frame for the meeting. I'm going to answer all the questions that are asked mm-hmm. of me until mm-hmm. there are no, no, there aren't any other questions. And I, once I learned that that was important to people, that I would stay there and answer questions, um, people learned to answer, to ask the, the important questions. Yeah. They didn't have to work up to them. Um, so make yourself available. And I remember we used to have employee lunches where I would bring, I have 15 to 20 people sign up for lunch and we would bring in a brown bag lunch from a local deli and we'd sit there and talk about how things were going, how the training's going, how's, what kind of challenges do they have? Do they have mm-hmm. the right tools? Um, do they have anything that they're concerned about? And, you know, when we first got started, a lot of the conversations were about, uh, what about our benefits and, um, um, what kind of increases were we going to get and, and all the, the normal stuff that people are concerned about. And once we earn their trust, and they trusted that we were going to make the right decisions there. Then we are able to get into conversations about culture and where we were going and why we did and, and explain what was, in, what was important to where the company was going. Yeah. Instead of just spending time on what was important to employees. Now, don't get me wrong. We have to meet employees' needs. Right. And their sure. needs are usually around some type of compensation issue or benefits. Mm-hmm. And, and what, but once you start meeting those needs, now you can have the conversations about getting people in alignment. Because if you're not meeting their needs... Oh, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and benefits are a great example. If, if 
Uh, we're a company that company says we're not going to contribute anything towards the premium of your insurance, um, and you have to pay it 100% as an employee. That's going to be difficult mm -hmm. if the company doesn't kick in something. If the company kicks in 50% or 60%, the the more you kick in, the easier it is to meet an employee's needs in that area. And once you've earned their trust, now they're open for the discussion about purpose. And now they're yes. open. So you got to take your time to answer questions that are going on in your organization that need to be addressed to meet the needs of your employees. And once you get there, now you can really start having the alignment discussions. And, you know, for those of you listening today, Carol's started the year before I did with Daytron back uh, many moons ago. You're 20 plus, right? Yes. 20, 20 plus. I'm 20. I think I just turned 20 or 21. And that's number of years with the company, not age, just to make it clear <laughs> to everybody, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and, you know, there were some things we had to take care of and make sure that we earn the trust of the employees uh, before we could get into changing the culture. And mm -hmm. Because if we didn't do that, then, then we weren't going we to be successful in changing the culture. So keep that in mind when you're, when you, you're going after this and you want to change a culture. If you're not meeting your basic needs of your employees, you're going to have a real tough time with that communication getting across to people. Yeah, uh, that's that's. Um, thank you for that, Art, yeah. because I don't think that I've heard you speak directly to that before as far as, you know, taking care of the, the personal side, if you will, for the employee mm -hmm. before you can get them to really care and contribute about the other things. Right, right. And that's... That's pretty important. Yeah, you know, we, leaders like to come in, change things, get people going. Get, <clears throat> but if we don't take the time to really take care of people, mm -hmm. um, we can have a great plan, create a great purpose and values, and have. But but if we don't back that up with real action of taking care of people, they're just going to think we're this is this is just for looks, right? Yeah. Um, but let's get back to the communication side. You know, I used to have lunches where I would sit down with employees mm -hmm. in groups of 15 to 20, uh, and, and employees would voluntarily sign up for that. It wasn't a selection process. It wasn't wasn't a requirement. It was voluntary. So if you wanted to participate, great. Um, I went through times where I would just make myself available to go hang out in the lunchroom, or we have a patio here outside the lunchroom. I, go, go hang out on the patio and just talk to people. Mm -hmm. um, we spent a lot of time in, in meetings where we would communicate our decisions while we were building the trust. And, and, you know, I would start with communicating with the leadership team first. We'd gather the leadership team together and go, hey, this is where we're, we're, we're ahead of what we're doing. I, I wanted to give you guys a heads up before we got the whole uh, group together. Because right. I wanted you to be prepared to answer questions about that. So as a, as a senior leader in a group, um, when you get people together to talk about purpose, make sure that the leaders who are left after you need leave the room, the leaders that have to work with the employees day in and day out, that they're prepared to answer those questions. So think about a stepping stone of giving getting your leaders prepared mm -hmm. to answer questions after your meeting is done. Right? Yeah, right. Because that's when some of the real questions are right. going to be asked is when me as a CEO, I've left the room, now they're going to ask their direct boss. Okay, yeah. what did Art mean by that? What did what did? And if they hear that for the first time, the same time that the employees did, 
you're putting them in a bad position as well, mm-hmm. right? So you want to want to be able to have that conversation mm-hmm. after you leave the room. So think about how you get your different levels of leaders prepared for a discussion about culture change or a discussion about your goals and alignment. Um, I remember one year we, we, we set out to align everyone. We, we invested in some software. I don't recall the name of it, but you and I both remember it where we cascaded goals down. And we said it. Do you remember the name of the software? Yeah, it was Active Strategy. Active Strategy was, was one. But we also did one on, on reviews. Remember the – we did one for business goals. Yes. But then we also got to the point where we wanted to blow it down into the review process for employees because we found out that our business review process was separated from our employee review process. Right. And that, that – we were rating people great. They were doing great over here, but our business review wasn't getting the same results, and we needed to tie those together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Active strategy is when we started setting down and saying, here are the important things to the corporation. And if I remember correctly, we had four or five categories. One was financial. Um, you, you have to get results. Right. And don't be surprised that that's the first thing that people, because that's an easy thing to measure because everybody's measuring that. Um, but we looked at employee engagement. I think we looked at leadership development. Uh, we looked at um, what was one of the other ones? So some of the training issues we had. Uh, On-time delivery, I think. On-time yeah. delivery was critical to us, to right. serving our customers. Because we were really struggling then. And so those were the five or six things we said were important to the company mm-hmm. that year. And then we let the operating management team go out and create their own plan to go make sure that that happened. Right. And um, that was a very, very good tool because it brought discipline to us. Mm -hmm. And after the first couple of years, what we found out is, you know what, if we don't accomplish our goals, and it was color-coded, so anybody who's familiar with scorecards, blue is you're doing great, green is you're meeting your goal, yellow is you're in trouble, possibly, and red is you're in trouble. Yeah. And and you got to get it fixed. And so we ranked everything in, in that way, and we focused on managing the yellows and the reds. And we still do some of that today, mm-hmm. but not to the extent that we did, right. because we earned the trust of people that now we don't have to go through that, all that detail. But to get our trust in people, we had to go through that detail and get everybody in alignment. So you might have to overdo it. The people mm-hmm. who, like Tony asked, how do you get people in alignment? There's all kinds of software out there that will allow you to do that. Relatively uh, uh, inexpensive, easy to manage, and it may feel like you're going overboard at first, but go overboard because it's easier for leaders to loosen up than to tighten up. All right, I'm going to say that one more time so leaders really grab that. It really is easier to loosen up than to tighten up. Now, what does that mean, Art? Okay, so you hire a new... (laughs) Carol comes on board. I've just hired Carol. She's going to come on board. She has a great background. She has a a great respect as a leader. Um, I'm going to bring her in and and bring bring her in as part of the culture of the company. My job is to stay involved in all the details of what she's doing until she gets our culture. Because mm-hmm. if I don't do that, and I just say, cut, Carol, come on in, we'll go through, I'll, I'll give you half a, half a day of training and all the stuff, and then we'll cut it. You're cut on your loose. own, yeah. 
and then Carol doesn't perform, and then I have to go in and get involved in the details, I'm tightening up. Right. I'd rather do that up front and help you be successful and then loosen it up as you become more comfortable with our culture. And it's the same, same way with employees. When you're, when you're aligning employees, go overboard and get involved in detail and make sure that people understand that, that the reason you're doing that is to make sure people understand what your goals are not to be in control of everything. Right. You control leaders out there. <laughs> All right. I, I've, I was a control leader. I know what it means to be in control of every little thing that goes on in your organization. I'm no longer that type of leader. And I will tell you that I'm happier today than I've ever been before in my, mm -hmm. my life as a leader, as an individual, because I don't have to worry about all the details. I've got people I trust. Um, but when you're creating a new culture and you're getting something new involved, always over do the details because it's always tough to go back and get into the details if you don't do it enough up yeah, front. Yeah. yeah. So I have to, I have to just share with the audience and with you something that I will never forget about that process. And when we used this software tool, as Art mentioned, green, if you got a green light, everything was fine. If you got a yellow light, you were maybe heading toward trouble. And then if you got a red, that meant you were not succeeding in that particular goal area. And this was very frightening to a lot of people because we had never operated in this way and had to be this accountable in front of one another. I mean, this was in front of all of your peers. The entire leadership right. team, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And to, so to preface this activity where we would go through and report on our reds and our yellows, Art said, the people that have reds on their goals are the heroes. I remember that. Yep, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Because you're brave enough to admit that you've not done well. Right. And I will never, ever forget that as long as I live. And I still use it with people today, you know, if we're talking about that kind of thing. The people that are struggling are the heroes. If you're brave enough to stand up and say, hey, I need help right. here. I'm struggling. Um, just a really, a really great way to build trust in the team. And quite frankly, optimism and hope that, you know, it's not always going to be like that and that you can turn to your peers for help because we're all in the same boat. Well, it, it is. And, and it's, it's okay to raise your hand and say, you know what, I don't have all the answers. I mm -hmm. need help. Yeah. And as, as a senior leader in the company, as CEO, um, I have to create that safe environment. Yes. Now, are we going to have tough conversations? Mm -hmm. Yes, we're going to have tough <laughs> conversations. And we're going to challenge each other. But we do it with the right motives. And, yeah. and, and that's what's different. Um, and when you do it with the right motives, it makes a big difference. But I, re I remember that where we actually wanted to reward people who said, I need help. Mm -hmm. uh, because they did, they did show a form of courage in saying, I, I'm, I can't do what I said I was going to do, and I need some new ideas, I need some help, I need some new eyes. Um, help, me, help me get back on track. And that's where the teams succeed together. 
And yes. It's not about individual teams. It's about the entire team. And, you know, we, we like to say around here in our leadership team, we're either going to succeed together or we're going down together. Yeah. It's always together. It's ne <laughs> we're never, we don't separate yeah. out the, the good from, we, we're in it as a team. Um, so, uh, great point. When you start doing that measurement, reward people who stand up and say, I'm red yeah. and yellow. And you only had to say that one sentence. That was the reward, was hearing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Great, uh, great point. Great point. Yeah. Just made a, a huge, huge difference. So this is great. I mean, you've, you've definitely explained some really important ways to, to seek alignment. But what do we – I keep thinking about this issue of not everybody's always going to agree on the direction. Mm -hmm. And so how do you approach – those folks, maybe they're mid-level leaders, that are ha that are struggling with being on board with the particular direction that you want to go in. You know, you're going to set a goal, and you know, we're, we're we're talking about how do we get people aligned with goals. And first and foremost is is when you set a goal, don't come out with an edict and say this is going to be our goal. <laughs> um, talk about it in open settings. Ask people what they think the goal should mm. be. Um, ask their what's going on with this goal and, and how can we make it better. Um, I would challenge people not to just talk about how do we keep the same thing in place, but how do we get better at what we do? And, and how do we want to reflect that in our goals? And if you, you don't have to get buy-in from everybody. That's not, that's not what you know, servant leadership is all about is getting buy-in. It's having enough conversation up front that people feel like they had a seat at the table or were, were part mm. of the conversation. Yeah. And at least we're able to, to say something about it. Uh, but in the end, the leader has to say, this is what our goal is going to be. And when you do that as a leader, make sure you explain why you think that team can attain that goal. And it isn't good enough to say, you know, I think from on-time delivery, we want on-time delivery to be 99.9%. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, if you go after 100% on-time delivery with your customers, you're, you're going to fail. You know that you're going to fail. So, so first, set a reasonable goal. But then also tell the team, listen, I've seen improvement in how fast we book an order. Or I've seen improvement on how fast we, we plan orders now and how effective we are with our supply chain and how fast we can get material to the floor. I've seen how people can just, you know, crank up the production line and get it going when mm -hmm. they have a goal. Um, and let people know that you've seen improvement in other areas and you have every confidence in the world that this goal should be easily attainable for them. Mm -hmm. um, and when you show confidence in, in people that they have the ability to do that, um, they're going to perform. And, you know, one of the things I like to do is go look around the room and say, we have the smarts in this room to make this happen. I have every confidence that everybody in this room knows how to go make this happen. Our real challenge is how do we get the real issues on the table mm -hmm. that are keeping us from that, attaining that goal? And then how do we align our resources to go after and fix those things that are keeping us from our goal? And can we do it together as a team? Yeah. Um, and that's really the challenge is you, you want to identify the things that are going to keep you from that goal. 
um, and focus on the things that could keep could, the roadblocks. Um, but I always tell my team, I, I have the highest regard for this team because they know what to do. Yeah. What can I do to help you go off and make this happen as a team? Yeah. Um, and when you do that, you're, you're going to come a time where you've got to get out of the way. <laughs> Leaders, listen up. I've told you this before in other podcasts. When you have that confidence level, you trust people, they trust you, let them go. Mm -hmm. Let them go do their job and get out of the way. And you'll watch people just take that and run with it in a big, big way. Yeah. Yeah. And to that, I would just add for those, you know, mid, mid-level folks, you know, when there are times when you may not agree with a goal or a direction of the company, your responsibility is, I mean, if you feel that way, great. Talk to your leader about right, it. Right, exactly. But you're representing the direction of the company. And so for those folks that are reporting to you, mm-hmm. you best be on board. It yeah. is your responsibility it to is. be on board. It is. And, and, you know, we all make command decisions in leadership. And that's, that's when the conversation ends. And that's when the leader says, okay, yeah. based on everything I've heard, this is what we're going to go do. Right. Um, and if you have to do that in a rushed environment, if you've got a critical customer situation, et cetera, and you don't have time to explain it, tell your team, hey, guys, I need you to do this right now. I need to get this done by the end of the day or by tomorrow. When things settle down next week, I'll come back. We'll have a cup of coffee or get a Coke or a bottle of water or something, and we'll sit in the lunchroom, and we'll, I'll share with you why I made that decision. Mm-hmm. And when you complete that circle, now people understand how you yeah. think. And the more they understand how you think, the easier those command decisions are going to be and the quicker they're going to be implemented. Right. So it's, it's almost like quick draw alignment, right? Because there's going to be occasions when you've got to do that. Yeah, and in our business, people need radios to communicate. Right. And when they have emergencies, they need them overnight. Best thing for me to do is tell people, go, go make it happen. Go do what you need to do to go make this happen. Right. Um, and so that alignment can be done in, in a rush mode mm-hmm. or can be done in a slow mode. Um, but I will tell you, if you earn that respect in the slow mode, you know, it's easier to loosen up than to tighten up again mm-hmm. and get back to that. Mm-hmm. When you get into that emergency mode and people have trusted you through that longer process, that shorter process is going to go very quickly. And you're not going to have to do a lot of com- uh, convincing and explaining to get people to do something quickly. They're going to trust you. You know, Art, Art understands us. He's, he's got our back. And... He, he knows the customer needs us, so let's go make it happen. Yeah. 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 So there's something else with regard to, um, you know, that communication plan um, that you want to present for your employees. And, again, I can remember this quite vividly. When it comes to our values and what really our purpose is, is, you know, are you made that part of sort of the everyday decision-making process. And so this is an aspect of getting um, alignment through not only verbally but also, you know, in a written manner of of saying, you know, we want to do this particular thing. How does it line up with our values? Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, you know, it, it's um, we set out values. We want to be honest. We want to be trustworthy. Uh, we want to honor and serve people. Mm-hmm. We want to put our families first. Right. Um, and our last one is 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 just important. This first one is we're not going to violate our values. <laughs> yeah. And when you think about that, you go, okay, um, we're in the business of making money. We have to get results to do what we want to do. Uh, we still have to get those results. Now, if we throw our values out to get the results any way we we can mm-hmm. and not worry about how we get the results, um, now you're violating your values just to get get the, the results you're looking for. If you care about how you get those results rather than results themselves, mm-hmm. that's what a value-driven company, a sort of lead company will do is they're more focused on how we got those results. Now, people will sit back and go, all right, well, I don't have time to go through all the stuff that's needed in sort of leadership to explain why we, I don't have time for that. And I look at leaders and go, you don't have time not to. Yeah, how much time does it take? If (laughs) if you're doing everything to get results, I'll guarantee it's not going to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. But if your people are doing it, and you trust them, and you've empowered them, and you shared with them the goals, and they're aligned with your goals, your organization's gonna gonna perform whether you're there or not. And isn't that what we're, what it's all about in leadership, is to make sure that people perform to the highest p- potential all the time? Um, and the results for the organization will come. Yeah. Um, so focus on how you get them, and make sure that they're in alignment with their values. Um, there are times when we walked away from business because we were asked to do right. something that, that violated our values, and we said no. And um, in one case, and I've talked about this on multiple occasions, is one country we, we walked away from a $6 million deal. And uh, we did it because we were asked to backdate some documents. We said we won't do that. We won't represent that we had something when we didn't. Right. Um, and it took that customer five, six, seven years to come back to us and say, we like your values, we trust you, we want you to take on a larger program for us. And we're right in the middle of, of designing a major hardware software project for that, that customer that we think is gonna you know, probably turn into a $40 million business. And we were willing to walk away from six million because it wasn't in alignment with our values. And our customers saw that and came back to us because they were tired of dealing with companies who didn't mm-hmm. do business in accordance with their values. Um, right. You know, I'll share this story with everybody. Um, I shared this at the, I think at the conference. But one of our countries we do business with, um, I saw a retired general, a general in uh, London in September last year, and he gave me a coin uh, from the country, and he says, all right, I want you to know that your company has served my country from their heart more than any other company that we've ever done business with before. Now, we served them from the heart. Mm-hmm. And that meant more to me because that meant we, we were doing business based on our values. We were concerned about doing the right thing for the customer and being there for the customer and doing it the right way, and the customer recognized that and said, you guys serve us from your heart. And if there's one thing that, that, that you know, I came home flying high because <laughs> yeah. 
that was the best compliment they could give us. Mm -hmm. um, and that relationship has stayed intact and it's going to be there for a long, long time because that re relationship is based on trust. Right. And nothing more. And when we have a trust in each other, they trust us that we'll be there for them long term. And it's not just about selling radios, it's about a relationship. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and that's what you're trying to do when you create that purpose and values and create that relationship with people so they know your heart. Yeah. They know that you're for real. And as that trickles throughout an organization and, and through to the frontline employee, it creates a sense of pride, of course, and a sense of accomplishment and saying, I work somewhere, you know, that has high integrity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a gift for people. Now, part of the communication plan is now I have a responsibility to take that story yes. and that experience, come back to the company. And in the next all-hand meetings, I shared that, that story with everyone because that's going to impact them just as much as it impacts me. And now they have feedback from a customer that says, you guys are doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Don't discount giving the stories of your customers to everybody in your organization because right. that's part of communicating, here's the impact you've had on the world by having a purpose and doing things the right way and being in alignment with the outside world, you know, with, with what you, you want to accomplish for the, your customers. Customers will recognize that and they'll have great stories to tell share those stories with your employees and let them know the impact that they've had on, on those customers. Yeah. Um, and, and don't let it stay in the, in the office or in, right. in this case it was a trade show booth. Right. right and don't, don't assume that, oh, this is just an everyday thing. I mean, th those moments are, are unique and they're precious and people do want to hear about them. They do. They do. And, and that's how you, you finalize that alignment that it's worth it. It's worth yeah. to be in alignment because you're making a difference in the world. Yeah. 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 So let's let's turn the table a little bit. And as we're as we're closing today, um, can you give us some examples of behavior and language that might be detrimental to building that alignment between management and frontline employees? I bet you can. Yeah, there's all kinds of language. <laughs> some of it I can use, some of it I can't, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, don't swear. Um, don't joke about people. Mm. Um, you know, we joke a lot about, uh, a, a lot around here. We, I mean, we have a, a good environment where we kid each other and et cetera. But, you, you know, part of that is you have to be sensitive to where people are that day. Yeah. And most of the time it works and, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but from a, a, a word standpoint, I really don't like the word try. <laughs> and when people hear their leaders say, we're going to try this, um, if you're listening today, <laughs> take some time and get your dictionary out or look it up online and see what the word try means. And really the message you're sending to your, to your, your team is, I'm not convinced this is going to work. I'm not, I don't believe it could work, but you know what? I'm going to try it anyway because everybody else in the world's trying this. Uh, or for whatever reason you're trying it. But when you use that word try, nine times out of the 10, you're not gonna complete that task because you've given mm. yourself an out mm -hmm. the first day you've talked about it. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, it, it took me a while to figure that out. I think it took me about three years to figure out that, you know, we're going to try servant leadership. I, I like this. I don't like this. Yeah. I, and I needed to transfer that ownership into the leadership team. And when I did that, that's when things started to change in the organization. Um, so don't hold on to things. Don't use the word try. Um, don't kill the messenger is a, is a favorite one. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, there's times where you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're not going to like the message, and there's time when you're going to react to the message. I have times where I react to the message. Um, but I've, I've, you know, and this goes back to my power days. That, that's my old power thing that comes out of the closet. And uh, people know that I will think about what I did or think about what was said, and I will consider it and come back to them in a week or two and talk to them about it in a different environment. Um, so that kind of got off offline a little bit about what your, your question, mm -hmm. but just don't assume that you're going to be perfect in that area. I think yeah. that's my message because yeah. nobody's perfect in that area and you're going to need some grace and you're going to need to ex extend some grace um, when you when you get into this alignment communication uh, arena because everything is going to work perfectly. Right. It's going to be tough. Stay away from the word try. Don't use any swear words. Don't beat up on the messenger. Always come back and continue the conversation. Um, even when it's a tough conversation, give it a day or two and come back and talk talk about it and communicate with people. Because yeah. um, in the end, you want to keep people talking mm -hmm. and you want to keep people engaged. And you're gonna, we all have tough times. You know, we have tough times at home with family and friends. And sure. we may not talk to a friend for a week, but we know we're going to be back talking to them in two weeks. Right. Because we care about the person. Right. Leaders need to take the same approach right. uh, when it comes to, to this. So in the don't assume, I think, is part of what I'm hearing you say. Don't assume about anything, really. You've got to repeat the message, too. You do. Right. You have to keep going. It, it, just because you've said you're going to do something doesn't mean that, that people are convinced just because you said it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in the first couple of years, I had to talk about purpose and values all the time, over yep. and over and over again. And one of the tricks I learned is when a group wasn't performing up to their full potential, I would sit down and go through the talk with them personally, mm. not one-on-one, not -on -one, but as mm -hmm. a group, and mm -hmm. say, you know, here's our purpose, here's our values, here's what I observed this team not being able to accomplish, here's what I've observed this team really accomplishing. Mm -hmm. And you know, right now we need your A game. I can't, I can't accept your C game. I need you guys to get back together and get your A game because I've seen your A game before. And I love it and you love it. So let's get back to the A game and figure out how we get back to that high performing team uh, and get past the roadblocks that are keeping you down there in that, in that average performance. And you don't have to do that in public. I, I, when I had a group that wasn't performing, I'd sit with them and talk to them for two hours. Mm -hmm. And I would get more out of that conversation because I would learn things of some of the challenges they're having. And then I would come back and go, how do I need to inspire that team to higher level performance? Or the more important thing is, what do they need to be equipped to do their job? I may find out that we haven't done our job as, a, as leaders to give them what they need to be successful. 
Mm. And so it turns out to be a give and take. And I learn just as much as I give in, in educating them about why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, do it in small groups when you have groups that aren't, that aren't performing. Um, encourage people. Uh, always, when you have that confronting, I call them courageous conversations, always end a conversation that's difficult with reminding what that person has done great for the company. Always <laughs> end on a positive point. point. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times the emotions don't allow you to do that, but, you know, you need to go back and do that at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And I usually will use the word trust when I get in that mode and I go, I trust you to do the right thing. What do you need to, to, to do to, to, to go make it happen? Yeah. What do you need for me to go make it happen? Because I trust you. Yeah. Um, so always end on a positive note when you have to have those, those tough conversations. Say thank you all the time. When you see people in the hallway, say hi to them and acknowledge them. Uh, wave to them in the parking lot. Um, don't walk around with your head down when you're in a grouchy mood. Um, <laughs> I was with a group last week and we have a, our logo for Servant Leadership Institute. We have a new pin that you can pin on your lapel. And it's an upside down org chart. And it's, it's a neat, neat logo. Go look at it on our website. And we were passing out some free pins to people. I said, you know, if you're, if you're in a leadership position and you're in a lousy mood that day, why don't you turn that upside down org chart into a regular org chart and put yourself at the top and at least serve your people by letting them know you're in a lousy mood without them having That's to ask you. That's a great right? idea. <laughs> so give them a, a nonverbal message that says, you know, yeah. today may not be the day that you need to come, come talk to me about that challenge. Maybe you want to pick a different hour or a different day. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we got, we got some laughs over that, but um, how many times have you walked into a company and you go, you hear people go, is the boss in a good mood or a bad mood today? Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're in bad moods, let people know you're, we're, in a, we're in a tough mood. If people ask you how you're doing and you go, and you're great 100% of the time, you're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar. Now, that's a pretty strong word, and that's probably one word, a great example of what <laughs> not to do as a leader, right? Um, uh. Kind of led you into that one, didn't I? <laughs> um, but when you're having a tough day, leaders have tough days. Let people know you're having a tough day. And going, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm working on this thing, and I, I don't have my mind around it yet. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but I, I just need some more time. Can I come get you tomorrow? Can I talk to you tomorrow about this? Because then you'll have my full attention and I won't have my mind on this problem over here. Yeah. Honor yeah. them by making sure you give them your full attention when they when they come talk to you. So Great. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Thanks so much, Art. It was a, just a joy talking to you about this today. Had a lot of fun. We got to thank Tony. Thank yes, you, Tony, we thank for, you, Tony. Uh, getting us on this track. So I, I hope we gave you some great ideas and... Uh, some things you can do to get people in alignment and and just keep talking as leaders keep talking keep sharing Um, making sure people understand why you do what you do and and answer all the questions yeah Um, and you'll have a great time with your people well we love having uh, you folks send us in ideas for future podcasts we think that would be great And so you can send us email at info at servantleadershipinstitute.com and we will work your ideas into a podcast. 
because that's what we like to do. We love it. We love it. And it was a pleasure talking to you today. And now for Art and Myself, Servant Leadership Institute is signing out. Bye, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. SLI is proud to announce our newest publication, The Art of Servant Leadership 2, How You Get Results is More Important Than the Results Themselves, written by our founder and CEO, Art Barter. This book is available on our website as well as Amazon and Barnes & Noble. This is a great addition to your leadership library. Also, be sure to stay inspired by subscribing to our weekly tips. These are short, motivational write-ups that are sent via email on a weekly basis. And finally, be sure to utilize all our website has to offer with regular updated blog, webinar, podcast, and video content. Thank you once again for allowing us to add value to your day.